Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Jack Rico, and thanks for listening to episode 72 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, the U.S. Latino show focused on the relationship between Latino and mainstream pop culture. My guest today is Ecuadorian-American actress and singer Michelle Vendimilla, who currently plays the villainous Firefly on Fox's Gotham series. She has a solid, solid resume, which includes performing on Broadway with legendary icon Cheetah Rivera, working in film opposite Russell Crowe, Octavia Spencer, and Aaron Paul, as well as TV credits in Blue Bloods and The Good Wife. If you haven't heard of her, you're going to hear about her now. She joins me today to talk about how she got the part of Firefly, why identifying as Hispanic is crucial in Hollywood, and why she just doesn't like telenovelas. haven't told us how you're going to take over the underworld. Who says I want to do that? I'm an artist. I just want to paint the town crazy. Michelle, first of all, uh, very nice to talk to you. Welcome to the Highly Relevant Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Michelle, tell me what the experience has been like at Gotham. Being back, it's been so much fun and it's been so cool to see how the production value has been elevated and the characters are more fleshed out and people are really taking ownership of their roles and a lot of the crew was the same so it was so fun to go back and see everybody and I was really welcomed back with open arms and it was just such a blast it's such an incredible show to be a part of how did you how did you get to Gotham what was the the path that you took in order to be in a position that many people would consider to be successful at the moment for you? <laughs> um, I think it started back in two, 2004, no, 2015, and they were casting for season two, and I actually was auditioning for a couple different parts. Um, I ended up auditioning and testing for Tabitha, and that didn't come through, and then Finally, I got an audition for a character named Bridget, and it the the audition was only like a page long, and I didn't know that she was going to turn into a villain eventually. Mm -hmm. But I think because they had seen my work a couple times in previous auditions, they they didn't have to give me such an extensive audition. Mm -hmm. But I ended up booking that role, and I didn't know until I was in my fitting that she eventually turned into Firefly. So it was actually kind of a pleasant surprise. So you didn't know that. 
Mm-mm, no, I didn't know. But obviously, I was like so happy to do anything on the show because it's such, you know, it's such an incredible show to be on. I would have been happy to like stand in the back and do nothing. <laughs> so, Michelle, um, I'm from Colombia, uh, but born here in New York City. I know you're a New York City resident as well. Oh, What's your heritage? My parents are both from Ecuador. Oh, that's cool. So you're like, when when the World Cup comes in, you're like, Ecuador, let's win the World Cup. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for that. That's this summer, right? That's that's in a, several weeks, like about 12 oh weeks from God. now or something like that. Um, I love it. You know, uh, it, it's funny. We're in a time right now as Hispanics in this country where we're being asked to to sort of take hold of our own identity, cultural identity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you're Hispanic, some people try to dismiss that in particular businesses just because they might discriminate if you're Hispanic and so people change their mm-hmm. last names, et cetera, et cetera. Even amongst Hispanics mm-hmm. themselves, you know, are you really Latino? You know, you don't speak Spanish or you don't look Latino or right. things like that. How have you been identifying professionally and socially uh, with your culture? Do you say you're Hispanic when someone asks you or do you say you're just American? How are you identifying nowadays? I 100% say that I'm Latina and I try not to shy away from that either if anyone ever thinks. I think depending on how I do my hair and makeup, sometimes I don't look quote-unquote Latina and people are surprised to learn that I am and don't believe me when I tell them that I am right. and then they're like oh yeah we'll try to speak Spanish and then I do and they're surprised and sometimes people are like yeah you absolutely look Latina but I always tried to I always lead with saying that I'm Latina I think it's I think representation is really really important why do you think it's really really important I think more often than not Latinos are are, are afraid or threatened or they don't think that they're worth it or they don't think that things will come to fruition for them and they kind of hide in the shadows and are mm-hmm. happy to do are happy to do things that or are or, or, or willingly diminishing or minimizing themselves. And when you see a woman, a Latina woman in particular, on such a high-profile show like Gotham, I would hope that young girls, especially in the first, um, in season two, where mm-hmm. I'm not in like a completely like head-to-toe costume, <laughs> um, they're able to see that there was like a young Latina girl on the show, like playing a villain and, and that they can do it too. And I know for me, it was really important, especially when I decided that I wanted to be an actress to see people like Penelope Cruz on the screen and Ava Mendez. And um, I, w- I remember being in middle school and seeing um, Vanessa Hudgens on High School Musical. And that was really important for me because it was the first time that I could, that I was able to say like, okay, I can do this too. So Right, there's somebody it, there it that looks really- like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that I think it's also really important. And for me in particular, I, I think it's about the stories, too, because I personally am tired of auditioning for the the daughter to like a Colombian. Is that something frequent that comes up that you're the daughter of a Colombian narco drug lord? You know, 
because there's like a very specific rule and SAG that you have to fulfill a diversity quota, I more often than not get a lot of auditions, whether they're oh. written for Latin women or not. Uh-huh. But I think what doesn't not that it bothers me but something that i've noticed is that like yeah i'm auditioning a lot and that's really cool and important but it also has to do with the stories that are written about latinos very seldom do i get an audition that is written for a latina and doesn't fall under the category of like a mafia family right or a stereotype in some way yeah and that's the representation that i think i'm talking about because you need to tell the stories of the of the perseverance and the stories of immigration and the stories of legal immigration, like my family, like my grandfather came over from Ecuador and brought all of his eight children over here legally. He worked here for two years to prove himself. And, and that's the only reason why I'm even here today. I even exist here. I could have very well been born in Ecuador and it would have been a completely different story. Hmm. So I think those are the stories that need to be told because then people who are in Latin will see themselves in those stories and then we, there wouldn't be such a, such a divide between the two. Right. Now, have you ever felt any pressure to go blonde and to look more white American by any chance? You no, know? never. No. <laughs> okay. That's, that's awesome to hear. That's awesome to hear. So, so <laughs> yeah. you're happy with the way you look. You don't feel that your agent or managers or a casting director says, Hey, you know what? If you put on some blue contact lenses and dye your hair blonde, you know, you could get oh, more work. No, I think, I don't think that's, I think that's very like, circa 1998 i think right now i think people want you to look more latina because it makes your show look cooler you know that's great it looks cooler if you have a woman of color on your show so i think more often than not people are encouraging you to look more like yourself which is really exciting so you know there's two subcultures of latino actors there's the ones that do the novellas and then they're the ones that do american television and and film have Mm -hmm. you ever auditioned for a novella on univision or telemundo or like tv or anything like that no I never have now why wasn't that ever an option did you ever grow up watching those novellas and did you ever say oh my god I'd love to do a novella or was it more like you know what novellas isn't my thing Uh, I'm just gonna go for the TV shows and the movies I don't love novellas (laughs) why is that is it the format is it I, I think it's the dramatization of of Latin culture and it exaggerates it a bit a bit and i think i think novellas tend to lean towards what we were just talking about of like not really um not really leaning into like the authenticity of like what it means to be a woman living in um south america more often than not women in south america aren't dressed to the nines and three pounds of makeup and like most of the time the women are just arguing about a man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they almost never pass the Bechtel test. And those are really the stories that I wanted to, to tell or represent personally. What, what kind of stories do you want to tell and, 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 and be a part of? I know what I'm not interested in telling. And those are the stories of, um, like I said, mafia families. I will, I would almost prefer to tell any story besides that one at that point because for example i have a friend named priscilla garcia jacquet and she just started um a web series called latinx who wanted all and she i gotta check it out we were talking one day about um 
how, you know, narco, she's from Colombia and she grew up in Colombia and her, her father was a politician and was kind of like in the civil war that was happening in the nineties. And, and she, she hates that, like shows like narcos kind of like supersede any other part of her identity. And, and, overrides any other story of her life and even though it was a very big part of her life the depiction of it didn't really even though like shows like narcos are like incredible shows she doesn't feel like she was represented very well so i i'm interested in like telling her story and again like telling the story of my grandfather coming over here and living in the u.s and not doing anything illegal (laughs) (laughs) you're right um, because those stories are more interesting i guess the more quotidian stories (laughs) back to gotham uh really quick what would you say is is the most exciting thing about being a part of a show like gotham and playing firefly I think Firefly is finally coming into her own. And actually, when I watched last week's episode, I think what excited me the most is that I was sitting at a table with some of the most famous villains in Gotham, and I was the only woman representing there. <laughs> and my, my friend my friend pointed out, they're like, you're like Lady Boss representing. And I'm like, <laughs> you're right, I am. And it didn't really hit me until I was watching it, but... That really excited me. Um, it's been really cool to watch all the villains come to fruition. It's been cool to see Jim Gordon navigate his new role of captain and fighting against them. And it, it's it's a really fun time, especially being at the end of the season. It's a really fun time to be a part of the show, and things really get crazy. And I'm excited for everyone to see it. I know that you worked with Cheetah Rivera on the visit. I did. I saw mm-hmm. that show on Broadway. So you did. So wow. I saw you. <laughs> as Aww, little young Claire. You. So that's uh, that's just the six degree of separation connection that I just Aww, did right now. Thank you for seeing it. Yeah, absolutely. My, I saw it with my mom, and so we loved it. And uh, wow. I hope to see you doing more Broadway shows as well here in New York City. Thank you. Thank you so much. And que viva Ecuador. Que viva Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Michelle, take it easy. Thanks for being on the podcast. Okay, talk to you. Bye. That's it for me. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Michelle Vandimilla and catch her as Firefly in the final episodes of Season 4 on Fox's Gotham. If you like this podcast, please share, retweet, and recommend our show on all your social media platforms. And as if you did not know already, you are the only way our show can grow. So please go ahead and share as much as you can. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.